0: Welcome, welcome to my lovely HP community. Instead of a channeled guidance, we're going to have an episode on 5D mystics and our lovely relationships and love language compared to 4D mystics. So the 4D plane stays in duality. They believe in devils and demons and they forget or don't know that they're human babies. They stay within the attachment system of a basically human baby who seeks to be seen from the outside world so that they can be soothed and soothed from what for being themselves and a way that will be automatically secure and then or safe and secure so they find their group 4d finds a group anybody who stays within a 4d mindset spectrum consciousness stays in separation like 3d because they don't achieve their three-year-old with a whole heart, meaning I'm Maria, you're whatever your name is, and then with Claire's, we add to this life, and really Claire's are that we all have an embodied brain, and you have an embodied brain, I have an embodied brain. The difference, though, is that the 5D person's attachment system and their social system are led by the human being who owns the brain, you use your name, please. And 4D doesn't do any of this or 3D or anybody who forgets their human baby or really what I should say, anybody who doesn't know about how it is to be a human baby, which I'd say mm, most people that I've met so far don't. They don't know that the first 18 months of your life, a lot can go down that will then lead you a person to have substance abuse or to have the whole imposter syndrome or the uh, shame cycle, inner critic, outer critic, denying all of your sensations, emotions to come forth because you're not denying them. You're just not exploring them. So you numb yourself. But the reality is some people are already numb and they don't know that their substance abuse. It can be sex, alcohol, food, drugs, no substance abuses about the drugs, but anything compulsive. So misalignment begins the minute you have been disconnected from your three-year-old heart. And I say three-year-old, we'll get to that in a minute, because as an 18-month-old, you're not yet getting yelled at, crawling around. And so people who are in households, just the day-to-day household, by the time you're three, you're going to start getting yelled at. And that causes this shame posture to happen. But before that, what we have is embodied brain. So thank you. Stephen Porges. he's the best to use right now with the polyvagal theory, explaining, I think it's called neuroception. Your brain and my brain have this default mode network, and it actually scans consistently, since you're a kid, as well, uh, the territory. And you're scanning to see if you can turn on your ventral vagal nervous system, or if you need to stay in your fight flight and or survival nervous system. And so this is the part that the polyvagal theory Dr. I believe is Price still continuing to do his empirical research cuz for empirical data to build up it needs so many years, so many study samples, so many different types of ways to prove or disprove or. So here's why for example in my course for semantics, I'm somatics, I'm somatic informed, somatics, somatic experiencing informed, trauma informed. And my Awakened Embodied certificate course, I had a bunch of lovely professors. They're all therapists and experts in somatics and trauma. And uh, some are actually, uh, what is it called? The sex therapists. So there's different specializations. There's also one who's about dreams and the dream state, for example, and archetypes and all that stuff. So there's all these different types of therapists that if they know about The mind and the brain and relationships with Daniel Siegel so interpersonal neurobiology and about the attachment system and the window of tolerance then they're more well-rounded so if they know about the dysregulated modulated embodied selves and the restorative embodied self but back to what I was trying to get to So during these courses, somebody mentioned mirror neurons and see, here's where with Daniel Siegel, who's a therapist, attachment researcher, and he's the founder and creator of Mindsight Institute and teaches a lot about attachment in the lifespan, trauma in the lifespan, all this stuff. Um, I'm learning about the mind and the brain, again, interpersonal neurobiology, but also attachment in the lifespan and relationships and soon this disorganized. I'm going to learn about the disorganized attachment since that one is actually the biggest deal, because organized attachment, even if it's insecure, a person can actually build a relationship better than it is organized. Disorganized has an inner conflict. So a person with disorganized attachment will have their defense mechanism up. And so their fight, flight, fright, freeze, base, fight, flight, freeze. There's fright. I forget which one is the fright that combines two, and they can have attached cry, collapse, submit, please, appease. So these are softer, but still defense mechanisms that the updated therapist will share with you. It does relate to mysticism. Let me get to it in a minute, because, see, being a mystic is not a special gift from anyone. Uh, I was trying to get to the fact that we are all nervous systems and we scan each other, because that's how we communicate as mammals. We're all a vibration. And I'm getting to the part of why 4D stays in separation consciousness, which I already indicated at the beginning, though. Their three-year-old has a broken heart. The effectiveness shame equals I'm not okay to be myself for the outside world. I need a group. I need somebody to give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. Otherwise, I'm going to not be able to be alive. So people think this is silly because they don't know, again, that you're an attachment system. First of all, the first 18 months of your life gives you the ability to feel secure in your body or not. Then um, after that, we're going to keep on building because you're not done and you have all implicit memory the first three years of your life, so you're all sensations. So while people who are not experts in the field and staying updated are creating their own schools to try and bring silverbacks back into town or actually to keep them there, some of us know we don't want silverbacks. They, they, need to, they, they don't need to. They're gone. They're going. Mm, they're they're going to be off. Thank you technology for proving so many different ways and people love to stroke their ego so you're going to better bet most people are going to go rewire their brain just so that they can feel smart and this is what's nice about the ego they're all going to be like "Ooh, shiny object without realizing it they're going to eventually get into using a brain in a different way then but we still will have obviously the ones who follow the leader so that's why we have 4d 3d plane and the traditional culty and ethical cults because the people who will want to follow the leader, who's the people that, the 4D and 3D community, the groups, the people who don't know how to use their human being, 5D brain, because they've decided to ignore the fact that they're going to build a breadcrumb of trails to lead them back to what? To their agenda, unless their home is their body, which means use your name. You got a name. My name's Maria. That, that's my agenda, is to be myself. That's all, which is what I'm doing, with no shame, by the way, Yep. No shame, no three-year-old heartbreak, no grown-up heartbreak, actually. Even when it is heartbreak, it's not actual heartbreak of the shame type. It's more like, wow, that's really sad. Wow, that's really sad. So like, there's been definitely moments of sadness, for sure. Not suffering, though, nowhere near it. Actually, if anything, I've always been like, huh, I thought we were here to be different since we're all different. I don't think you like different. You don't like that I have a different opinion. Oh, you also don't like that I want to speak different. Apparently, you don't like anything that... So here's the part about projection and when people are part of a group. I always thought of it in a very different way now. I'm like, wow, okay, wait a minute. I'm seeing I'm seeing clearly now the rain has gone. Oh yeah, I see totally clear. Thank you so much, trauma therapist. Cause when I meet projection, I mean before I was already doing the right silent thing and thank you, sad guru, because I'm a spirituality process. Here's 5D mystics in the enlightenment, soul age group. Now I'm more like, wow, I'm a functional adult who knows to give the two-year-old the room so that I can disengage as soon as possible from anything that's going to become very uncomfortable and uninteresting to me soon, very soon. Oh, on all levels, intellectually, particularly, because the stereotypes and the cliche sentences, all I need to do is turn on a movie and watch it. So I don't need to talk to you. Just go watch a movie and I'll find your stereotypes. It's like you're going to be a mathematic mathematical equation to me. (laughs) That's not fun. You're a pattern. Let me turn the channel. Oh, look, they're all there. They're all following their silver. Oh, oh, there's another one. They don't even know what law of manifestation could be. But hey, let me let them think they know everything because they got some magic wand person in front of them. So here's me being an actual smart ass, by the way, for my lovely regular listeners, like like true full on smart ass without any any, any filter, whatever, because, you know, it's beautiful when you know most people don't know they're projecting their insecurities. And no, I won't go telling them. I'm not stupid. I'm not going to get punched in the face. I'd rather somebody pick it up and be like, so you actually think these things? Yes, I do. You're going to pinpoint people? No, I'm not. Unless you, you want to go pinpoint your people. Or hey, how about this? I'll go pinpoint your people, spell them out for you. No, I won't do that either. How about you read my mind? Can you read my mind yet? Are you reading it? you doing any better than yesterday? So when we read each other's minds, you know what's funny about the 4D plane? Is that they think that because they're intuitive, they can read people's minds. What they don't understand, that's not how it actually works. One day, maybe, when I have artificial intelligence to put my hand on, I'm going to test it. I'm going to think a thought. I'm going to wait to see if it actually comes up with the exact... I'm going to, and I'm going to keep testing it, though. I'm going to keep thinking and playing with artificial... to just see. I want to see if it can read exactly what I'm saying or if it's going to give me the gist of it. Because, you know, the gist of something is very different from the exact. Okay, so we're going to get into the conversation. I have a bunch of different beautiful stories for you. So, 5D mystics, we like the scientific methodology because we already know, intuitively speaking, nobody knows everything. So anytime we get anyone who says, I know everything, however it is their demeanor is, we're going to be like, ah, that's why my divine masculine friend is my favorite friend. Because, and I mean, I have all my friends are favorite, but he's my favorite because... I'm a feminine with a masculine. He's a masculine with a feminine. And I like that he's intrigued by his own consciousness. And he's also intellectually smart. And that when he builds his stuff, it's because he wants to have a conversation. Or at least with me, we have conversations. So I'm very much enamored every time. And he's not a mystic necessarily, although I'm sure he could be if he wanted to. But he doesn't like the woo-woo stuff. And so I try not to bore him too much with it. Long story short, though, he gave me a light. It was a nice not challenge, he just said, I know you have opinions, (laughs) but he didn't say it in in a way of, I don't care, or in a way of, ah, it was more of, I can see that you're thinking stuff, and I want to know what stuff is behind there, (laughs) so it's like, okay, (laughs) no, I didn't say that, I said, are you sure you want to know, because I don't think you do, and that's where he said, of course I do, And he was genuine. And I could tell he was genuine because any person can read a room. That is a part. You know, 4D thinks only they can read a room. It's unfortunate they don't know that their brain isn't working in the higher social functioning because they're all basically in a body that is not self-empowered. And they taint their pictures because their midline and alert system is activated, not their prefrontal cortex, not their adult self. So they're distorting everything they pick up. In fact, you'll always notice when it's distorted because they're including their subjective opinion of people and life and those stereotypes and everything in their readings or in their channel, in any of it. What's my distortion? My distortion is that you have infinite, higher human consciousness potential. There's no distortion. There's opportunity. And I'm in oneness, not duality. So I don't read to you with there being good or evil, good or bad. No, I read to you the energy that would come as a reader. And if it's a collective, that depends. I need to focus in on the 5D collective because there's a buttload of 4D people out there. So they usually are going to be picking up the Collective of 4 d because their teenagers get all pissy in their pants when there's ascension energies, and their ascension energies don't lead them to much, because they don't understand how to work their three-year-old, because they're following a leader. So their leader gives them rules, and like a recipe, they make a cake, and it's great to eat the cake, it's a lot nicer when you can... Embody the flavor, if you will, of the cake, which obviously that's not really physically possible, but when you're embodying what you are doing, so again, that's why things become philosophical in any plane. Thank you for confirming the lovely little train here. Uh, Long story short embodiment of ecstasy is because you're in your human being adult brain and the ventral vagal state which is activated because your default mode network is down regulated when your active pure consciousness brain that's you using left and right in silence you sit and they're all on and you're present in front of a person in the absence of one inch of flickering of anything so you're in a social engagement state you're a empath. Your higher social actions are there because you have no trauma in your brain or in you. You're not charged. Your your children's charge states are sleeping. When Kali comes up for me, that's when my charge states are up and alive. Other than that, I'm the adult emotional mental version of me. So that's great. When the charge states come up, I know them and then I have my three reactive year old with my mother and twin. That's about it. They're the only ones who get the three-year-old. And it's actually something I've been working on. I'm way better than when I was 16. Ask them. They'll let you know how better I have gotten. So it takes time to unlearn implicit memory from your body. Uh, yeah, because it's a trigger. It's, 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 and, and this is the part. It's because of self-agency and me having to share my time. And not wanting to, like any three-year-old. No, it's mine, it's mine. I don't want to give it to you. So that imagine that three-year-old though growing up, and that's where it's that's the only unfinished business, and it's taken care with the very people who it's unfinished with, not to the relationships of the outside world. In fact, humanity is not broken, human, infinite, higher human consciousness. That's why it's not distorted, it's pure consciousness. Purusha, unconditional love, prakriti, it's alignment, heart, body, value, body physical, energy, and mental. So if you know anything about yoga, this is spiritual process 5D. It's integration of the brain, restorative embodied self, three-year-old, whole heart, no shame. Nope, not even a little bit. And the more you grow up and you're actually calm inside, I have a story for you. It's not with a mystic though. It's with a professional. And I was able to do something that I usually am able to do, but I am now trauma-informed, somatic-informed, sensory I'm now informed of my human baby body, which is a human adult body now. But inside, those uh, three-year-olds, one-year-old, they always stay with us, those charge states. They're just sleeping, like my teacher Sue Martin said. So 4D ignores that they have charged states and an ego, and that they project, and that they're in the midline, the survival mode. It doesn't block you from your spirituality awakening. You want to understand your unresolved stuff first which would mean whatever stuff you got going on from how you feel with your household. Like, they are your first filter to you and to the world outside. So uh, once you can always be in a state of love, even when you're triggered, them to. So when you have resolved, if there's childhood trauma and attachment wounds, it means you can be happy to share your story and to talk to your whole family. And remember, we have Patrick Tienahan, childhood trauma survivor and therapist now, he's pretty much healed, and he still talks about flashbacks, And he still talks about how sometimes you're going to cancel, meaning you're going to disengage from behavior and relationship with people until you're able to speak to them and them to you, and this is why it all depends. So obviously this is personal. I don't have childhood trauma, and I can't speak for how I would handle... But I've spoken to people who instead do have a type of trauma. One of my friends, borderline. They're in healing. They're good. They presented how sorry they were that they had to tell their family for a bit. We're not going to be talking because you keep mentioning things that trigger me. And I don't need this right now. And here, I will come to you if you go to therapist with me, by yourself, whatever. You go on a journey, get therapy, and then we can start talking again. But until then... The words you speak and this reminder and this stuff, it triggers me. So I'm not going to be able to. And as he shares this with me, it's with all respect to his family. He's not insulting them. He's not trying to say, I'm going to be away from them forever. No, he doesn't make forever statements. See, teenagers make forever statements. Insecure attachment people. 4D they're the ones who talk about, oh, don't go back to the past. Oh, you're so contract. It'll last one second, two seconds. Oh, there's a karmic. Oh, there's your twin flame. Oh, no, maybe that's not your twin. Oh, there's a false twin flame for you right here. Oh, here's your catalyst to your awakening. So there's all these projections of spiritual awakening that need to take place. You're, 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 you are a spiritual process because you're a human being who lives in your own body. So yoga, portfolio of ventral vagal nervous system toning exercises and mindfulness meditation, it is something that allows you to start harnessing your human being prefrontal cortex eventually and just to sit in your left and right mode of the brain. So it's great that we have a person, sadguru, a guru leading people and he's really doing his best to share how important it is to do inner engineering and Shambhavi Kriya and how it can help the mental health situation and and I'm here to share the same but in a different way his stuff can only help you as much as you understand that it's working with your human being baby now grown-up body and then if you continue to have flashbacks you want to know about the psych education because see when he says ignore the child stuff no don't ignore it because you ignoring it means you're going to ignore part of what you embody in your human baby now adult body And it's you who are going to miss out on the opportunity to expand to embody the fullness of the depths of your emotional body. So I thank and love, again, that he is sharing his wisdom and that his program is going to go well and that he's creating a conscious planet. I add the fact that you're human. And if you don't tap into that part of you, well, yes, you're going to be in the spirituality soul age group. You're not going to move into the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, necessarily. That's the part of where it's up to people who are doing their journey to understand what I'm sharing. And this is where it's um, the infinite higher human consciousness potential. So, to be yourself as a three-year-old who's now an adult all of you with your whole heart is this Enlightenment Soul Age Group that I, Maria can present to you. The ecstasies is not a magic wand of yoga. I only did yoga when I promised that I would to Sadhguru because I did his Shambhavikri and I love every single minute of it. My body felt more, what my, my actual light body felt more anchored in. I was more aware of my surroundings. That's all I got from it, me. But I have a securely attached human being, brain and body. Let me specify, I don't have a social system. My emotional body does not synchronize with my peers. It never has. Even as a teenager, as an adolescent, uh, when my peers disapproved of me, this is the part I learned in one year alone. Yeah, you know what? No peer pressure. I'm gonna be smart and not stupid, because definitely disregarding my own intuition was stupid. Here, 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 and I didn't like any of it. And so I learned. Very easily, I might add, "Mm, you're all one, emotionally immature teenagers. None of you keep your word, not even a little bit. You're actually all liars. You all said, we will have each other's back. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone (laughs) runs away when things go down. We've all been part of situations that are completely, completely clear that people abandon ship. And so it doesn't take a genius to figure out, huh? That's fascinating. No human being as a teenager, I can tell you, has kept their word. But as a teenager myself, I'm like, well, we're all immature children who are trying to be grown-ups now, and we're not yet. One year, that's all it took me to figure out. Idiot, 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 idiot. Now I'm a grown-up, I'm like, oh, shit. They're not idiots. They're just all still emotionally adolescents, or they're not only their teenager, because see, the social synchronization happens at that time. If you, underneath the surface, have attachment wounds and childhood trauma, and you get socially invalidated, guess whose heart was already broken before you even began to become a teenager versus the ones who don't have the heartbreak. So, one, 5D mystic anyone is a person who completely moves into, physiologically speaking, their own wholeness as a person with compassion. It's not a magic wand. It's a person who has clairs and then is a functional adult. Like me. I raise my hands. Functional adults here. So the difference is 4D plane mystics. They read to you energy vampires, dark auras. They give you lists of rules. They are only in the in-between of spiritual and or spirituality. So if you cross your legs while reading tarot, they think you can't do that. And I'm like, okay, go walk underneath that ladder, shall you? Oh, wait, you broke glass. Is that superstition or not? Which one is it? Oh, that is that one? What What are you doing? So how much are you going to realize the... Science is magic that works. It doesn't take away from incantations and da-da-da-da. And I'm going to leave that stuff to the side because, see, there is a special place for mysticism, the 5D way. And that's because I don't know all of the science stuff and really not any of the science stuff, I think, explains, like, candle magic. But, but... Plane is a plane of energy, and in the sphere of this shared consciousness, which is why I want to address that for a minute, 5D knows there's no need to protect. And a 5D mystic also knows we're no longer in 3D energy. And anytime somebody's cutting a cord, that's actually not 5D, and it's also uh, something that goes against your own growth. Now, it doesn't matter because a 4D mystic is going to stick to that bandwidth because they're going to stick to the esotericism and the rituals and the rules of engagement according to their books. So they have their leaders. They have the people who wrote, who lead the way their brain works. And they stay limited. And so it will always work that way. It's not good or bad. Um, Actually, I've talked about this one with a friend and more. And so I'll use it here. It was regarding them speaking words of, I think da 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 has cursed da 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 I said, look, you know I'm a mystic. You know I'm in this fear. And you know I don't believe in evil, devils, demons, none of this. I've seen all of it. None of it is in in actuality. What I know is, in fact, this, you're the one who gives permission. And it's you, though, with your subconscious that needs to understand if you believe in this with fear. If you believe in this with fear, then you are not going to be able to transcend it. However, I said here, two equations we have, if not three, because they presented eventually the third. One, my suggestion is this. One, to be aware of your subconscious, to be aware of your belief, to be aware that this is a plane that does not exist in material land. It is a plane that exists in your mind. However, since you're the one who works with your own mind, this is the moment of crucial Importance. I don't live in your body or your brain. I can tell you that I know for a fact that I would not in any way, shape, or form feel threatened in this way that you're speaking to me. It's a bullshit sentence. Nobody can curse you. And that's because the minute you empower your brain to think that somebody can is the minute that you have given that permission. So I it's a play of words, but it's not. It's a actual way of working with the mindset. Now some people say, well, why doesn't that work when it comes to other things, and I'm not going to go into that spectrum. However, I can share that here's where physical mastery plays a role for some of us, and we all know that that's that last plane of mastery before you become connected to Akash, the sphere of space, and it's beautiful. And as it happens, like for a 5D mystic, I can say it's still ongoing for me personally, but I get to explain it in fact, which is great. It's a very unique experience and every one of you will know what it is to you so I know what it is to me and it is not in any way shape or form regarding these tools such as like I said candle magic or what's the other one the curses stuff now I do know it's an in-depth topic the candle because I have a friend that is a person who specializes in it and wax and how to read it and all these things so every subject matter of The mysticism plane does have an in-depth area. I personally am happy with doing tarot and Akashic record readings. I love being able to do Reiki for holistic Reiki sessions and mindfulness and meditation because that helps a person in their day-to-day. So does the tarot and Akashic record readings. I also enjoy scrying. I haven't tested out too much, but that candle magic, I love being able to light candles. And yes, making intentions and prayers and things that send to the ethers, if you will, something like that, but I'm not as interested in candles to say, let me learn all of what is the candle, whatever, mark, cartomancy, that's actually for cards. but I'm not as intrigued, I don't find it as beneficial when it comes to supporting people in their growth, because also it's just tapping into the same sphere of energy, I've learned how to read coffee cups, for example, it was very easy, And so this is where you're always reading energy. You're always in a sphere of consciousness. So back to the story of 4D doesn't actually work with their superstition. And so in this case, the other suggestion basically was, here's what I'm going to say. You can try. But if this is unsuccessful, then I have somebody that I can turn to and share with you so that you can go and check out a professional, since there's a reason for having them in the first place. But it's not because they work. Because what you believe in is what's going to work for you. If you believe a person can curse you, there you've already given them permission to do it. But what I can also tell you is that it's not a truth necessarily. Same way, it's not a not-truth, since there is the entire plane of 4D and we do have people who embrace the dark arts they call them. And here's where only those who believe in them though as dark arts and empower them will actually think that it can do any harm to you whatsoever. So again it's it's really something that is a personal decision As a 5D mystic, I can share with you, there is no way anyone can actually energetically in any way, shape or form do, but that's because I, the 5D mystic here, have since forever been like, you can't touch me. I don't give you spirit land permission of anything because I remember Aladdin. Does anybody remember Aladdin with the genie? There's things that you can't have done. And if anybody ever as a teenager started to read about stuff, you learn how you need to be able to give permission. So the minute that you allow yourself to give permission about curses and anything that is in that plane, you've allowed that to become a part of your belief system. And that's why it's only if you work with yourself. So at the end of the day, for example, this situation resolved in a more, an ideal way, so to speak, But it was more with acceptance, not with going down the path of let me go find someone. Actually, it was no, I don't want to go down this path. So the individual became very much aware of the unnecessary of trying to figure it out through the 4D plane. And that's beneficial because the reality is that the situation that was presented is more of a series of events that took place that don't have a causation that would indicate one human being. Okay, and here's why being objective when it comes to the plane of consciousness is important, and I'm going to bring in Patrick McNamara. When he, in his Well or Big Think uh, interview, talks about there's no demons that possess a person that gets the whole exorcism for demonic possession, and he shows what happens to brain what he has found from his studies, he's a theoretical nice, not nice neuroscientist about how the brain has REM. REM is why our species has evolved. REM sleep. But sometimes REM can erupt in the daytime and you have dissociation. So I have daytime stuff come up. It's REM erupting in my daytime state. The difference is I don't see demons or devils. But see, this is where I've never believed. In any of that plane, in any way, shape, or form, ever, ever being able to touch me, even if it ever did, quote-unquote. I have, uh, anyone who has listened, you know, I was raised with God and Jesus. And I had a conversation with God, a lot of them actually. And one of them was if I was presented with something and it was at a younger age, obviously scared, meaning like, wow, that feels scary because I was being taught in, in my catechism about aspects. And my conclusion, though, is if I'm a person of faith, faith, then that means I won't be afraid because you'll have sent it on purpose to help me to make a choice. And the only choice I know that you've sent your son to to say to us to make is love, so I'm okay with that, and it was like, a, a more like, I accept my fate, if, if that happened, I know that I've followed those basics that you've specified, and that then that means it's something you've chosen to give me, so that I may respond with love, I'm, I'm given free will to choose how to respond, And I use your son as the example. And the son says, what? What does Jesus say? Forgive them for they do not know. So, This is where that evaluation wasn't done because something was happening. No, because when you believe in things, you evaluate them. And this was, I had no clairs at that point. In fact, clairs, when it became an actual more, 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 I did not associate it to my catechism. I knew immediately this has nothing to do with my stuff, actually, pretty sure that right now this would be seen as completely something different and I know that it's not what they would make it out to be so uh, the part about knowing we're not anointed that's what I'm trying to get to while 4d keeps on talking about numbers and anointedness and here's where some esoteric individuals are creating good information and and presenting how you know this 144,000 they give a little bit of history about it uh, it's not an actual number, it's a figure number, and da-da-da. And then, though, they say, if you're seeing it, you're getting awakened to it. So, people in the 4D community, they look for signs. I saw the sign, and it opened up my eyes, I saw and Yeah, so we don't need a sign, 5D mystics, because we don't actually find mysticism in any way, shape, or form related to anointedness. It's something called energy. And this is why... Um, Back to Patrick McNamara, REM creates in our actual physical human being brains. Let me go grab my notes so that I can read it in case there's anybody new. A very good environment for creation. That's why REM sleep and just REM helped our species to evolve. Our species is the human species, by the way, just in case you forgot. Because 4D forgets a lot about this. Okay, so REM sleep is what has made us special. It is critical to the evolution of the special cognitive capacities that human beings have. Our species evolved, or the evolution and creativity, yes, um, is what came from REM sleep. REM creates a very high cholinerg- cholinergic, or cholinergic, I don't know how you pronounce it, environment, in the brain and that environment allows for intense creativity because it promotes connection between otherwise disparate ideas. So ideas that are separate come together thanks to REM sleep and REM. He says so it creates all sorts of bizarre ideas but all kinds of creative ideas. Then he says nightmares happen in REM sleep um, and to lots of kids they go to through a phase where they have nightmares and then it stops. People who are vulnerable to nightmares though he says they haven't disinhibited form of REM, neurobiology or something, neurobiologies, um, and he says REM tends to erupt into their waking state, creating dissociative states during the daytime and unfortunately nightmares during the night. And so consciousness, he says a little bit, um, they get these, and these are crappy notes, but The part of dissociative is what I wanted to share. So for me, when I have channeling, and this has happened some, at least more than once, three, four times, five times, but I was thinking about a specific event that took place. I was just washing the dishes and all of a sudden my mind's eye am actually experiencing a past life, that's what I associate it to, of a person I know. And it's from this past life that I saw that I recognized their energetic imprint. And I said, it's them. In my future, it's them. The energetic imprint is what a 5D mystic has a relationship to. This is the sphere of consciousness. So we're not not in mystic land because of looking to the belief systems. In fact, to me, it was an anomaly because of my happiness with my faith. And my way of growing up, I never would have in a million years thought that I would be channeling or reading tarot or have any of this arena. i never interested in it whatsoever at all. But like I said, when it did make its way, I actually had come across the website that talked to me about this 5D plane and earth becoming 5D and the shift. And I was like, wow, this is amazing because it talks about Christ consciousness, oneness consciousness. And that's unconscious love. So let's go back to why people who have nightmares uh, or see demons, the REM neurobiology has a special computational neurobiological machinery to handle trauma. The fear extinction circuit in REM sleep sometimes functions differently or functions differently during nightmares and um, during an ordinary dream. This is the reason why it doesn't work well always to handle emotional traumas. And so the fear machinery breaks. And at a certain uh, time, it could get blocked as well. And because of that, the brain um, is handling the trauma memory, but some sticks around and doesn't get put back into long-term memory. And so it lingers around in the brain and and, uh, REM sleep and people get PTSD. And every night they try to integrate the traumatic long-term the traumatic memory to put it into long-term memory and to get rid of it. That's why REM is crucial to all consciousness. And that's to all people. So when we channel, it's not to disengage from what we've known. So I channel for a collective. When I do that, I channel from my 5D collective. Tarot readings, I read from a 5D bandwidth, not a 4D. But that doesn't mean anything, because if I'm reading to a person who's in the 4D bandwidth, they're still going to get a message that serves for them. Hopefully that's clear. So it's not different. It's different for the reader, because I'm not in a distorted brain, meaning I'm not thinking from a place of fear, I'm not thinking from a place of, I'm not thinking in any way, shape, or form, actually, I'm picking up the images, the colors, the sensations, and then I'm using, obviously, though the vocabulary that I'm, a, I'm a familiar with, unless other words, they can always make their way through and to, but on that note, the people who have PTSD, for them, what you will notice is that the traumatized brain has an enlarged amygdala, shrunken hippocampus, shrunken prefrontal cortex. Having PTSD means that there's reactivity, there's flashbacks, there's sensations that come up, there's stuff that's unresolved. So there's the distortion versus pure consciousness. Purusha, it's uncontrolled love. It means you're not going to distort what comes up. You just speak it, you just say it. And you don't say it, though, in a way of a charge. In your body, you're in a neutral stance, not not absent neutral equanimity. Okay, so this episode is very different than our usual type, even though it's just the second one. But in our relationships, a 5D mystic does not do name-calling, does not get into charges, and even if we have charges, when I was a teenager growing up, I still had charges, but again, we don't do unfinished business with our loved ones. We don't cut cords. We don't believe people can curse us. We don't do any of that separation consciousness that 4D mystics do and or just any person who is in a group mentality. And on that note, every person was an 18-month-old before they became growing up and then a three-year-old and these are important numbers to remember because it's the first two years of your life that are important to your attachment system and to if you feel safe to be yourself and if you have a sense of stability to be in good relationships as yourself with others which means to be able and have flaws and be goofy and not be influenced by your peers In order to do that, requires for you to be aware of what true and or healthy, as Terry Real points out, self-worth is. You're not superior, you're not inferior. This feeling of that comes from the center of your heart. So it would mean that I don't feel shame, I don't feel guilt. I don't feel blame, I don't feel fault, I don't feel the need to take revenge, get upset, okay? So the charge, it's not just one charge, and it's just not, not just one thing, and this is why it's going beyond the mystic plane. This is about the difference for 5D mystics in their relationships and love language versus a 4D mystic plane, which is really an adaptive child who has not yet become their full functional adult, emotional body, regulator, attachment system regulator, they're not yet fully themselves, they're still, whether it's their teenage version, we, doesn't matter, so as we're closing out, let me use an example, I think I already mentioned I wanted to use this, and it has, again, these, these are conversations about people, not, not to create any type of uh, linearity for mysticism, don't take notes, this storytelling, it's food for thought, it's how do you deal with people from a 5D mystic again, perspective and one of many. And on that note, professionally speaking, I got to uh, test something out. I wanted to test a new type, a new person. So I already had my professional of trust that I go to. I'm not going to get specific on what it is, but it's getting a service, a physical service. And I decided that for accommodating what I wanted, I wanted someone closer. So I said, okay, you know what, I'm going to test this out. And I was given input by people who love me, as they're usual, of why I should not. And da-da-da-da-da. Okay. It doesn't matter. I said, I'm still going to try. If I don't try, how well I know. So I thank you. But I'm going to try it out. The initial interaction with this professional was was nice. It went well. We talked. I was very intrigued. They were very informative. They were very polite. They had all the requisites. I didn't go looking for reviews. I'm personally not somebody who does that necessarily. But uh, in this case, I did learn uh, not to venture off into testing it out because, you know, you're going to use money when you test something out. So the lesson was more of, oh, I had been told about it, but still had I not done it, I would not have known. Okay? Okay. So being able to sit in a zero with the fact that I disregarded somebody who had given me their food for thought and feeling good with it, not feeling good or bad, meaning uh, I felt good with myself. So not feeling that I, oh, made a mistake. No, I didn't make a mistake. I made a decision. I take accountability for the choice that I made. And I, in fact, don't find it good or bad. I find it that I made a conscious choice on purpose and i'm fine with even having used the money that i used because i made a choice for i wanted commodity and i did not validate that so i you have the ability as a functional adult to be not in a oh i made a mistake uh, no i didn't do shit mistake this is a this is a teenager talking to oneself i'm not a teenager i'm a person and even as a teenager i made choices i'm accountable for the choices i make i don't need to see you you seeing yourself is what I'm trying to point out. Integration of the brain, left and right mode, mind, work, together, all hands on deck, that default mode network is downregulated. I don't live a life. The enlightenment soul, age person don't live no life with their survival mode on. So let me clarify that, mystic or not. Oneness consciousness is 5D. It means integration of the brain, restored embodied self, optimized human 101. Let me make that one clear for anybody who's new. So it's a person that has no trauma left to do anything about. They're a person who's equanimous. So in this instance, I found myself here completely. That's why I'm sharing this story. And with myself as a teenager, I'm good with making mistakes on my own. I don't consider them mistakes. I'm choosing. So I, I'm not like, oh, I, I spent that money. I'm not complaining. I, I didn't do any of, any of that stuff. In the past, I had more charge behind. so You could say, ah oh, I could bitch about it. I didn't bitch about this one. That's maturity, okay? So here is full maturity. It happens in time because you choose to move into this. I chose to move in because it feels nice, by the way, to be equanimous, to be an adult, emotionally speaking, from my ventral vagal state. Okay, so I'm in the presentation with this individual. This is a second meeting, and I'm here trying to get done what I wanted. And, and they're now presenting me something different, and they're presenting to me something that they want to sell me. Which makes me figure out, okay, this person is not going to satisfy what I wanted. They're trying to sell me another product. And I did, though, get the service that I wanted. Because they were going to send me away without giving me what I wanted. I said, no, but we're supposed to do this thing. And they are not practiced in it. So I end up finding out, not only does this person not know how to do that job well... Furthermore, they just wanted to sell me this other product. So it's like you go in and buy a bike and somebody wants to sell you a car, okay? But in all of this equation, I had a person in front of me who didn't get all pissy in their pants. So I have to say this, this, this does matter, even though if they had gotten more agitated, it would not have changed how I would have been able to handle myself since I always have the choice to be able to handle. We have the choices of how to handle ourselves. And in the minute that they were twisting things in a way of making it almost seem like I should have understood that I was going there for what they offered me, the car, I said, no, I asked you for the bicycle. Now, you presented me information about this car. You presented to me a lot of very valuable, might I add, information. You've enlightened me. And I appreciate that. And yes, I'm failing you for the bicycle, But I'm not failing you because I'm discrediting your character, your person, everything you have. I'm saying I came here wanting a bike and you now have offered me a car that I didn't want and I don't like the bike that you have to give me. I like my other person. The bike that they give me is what I want to pay for. And so long story short, I know that it's not a clear, you know, transcript, but this equation was straightforward and easy because I was not trying to insult anyone. I actually said I'm being honest with you. I'm telling you I don't like the bike you have to offer me, not because of discrediting you and who you are as a professional, but because I prefer what I already had. I did not enjoy this, and this is what I wanted as the service, not that, and that I can't afford anyway, so I can't give you. If you're now asking me for more, I'll gladly pay you for the extra consult on this car that i didn't even want in the first place how much do you want i'll pay you but i'm leaving now and i hope that we can leave on good terms as they also wanted this is grown-up land it isn't uh people who don't speak up it's secure attachment people who maintain love and respectful tones and again this is my actual most favorite story of all at this point because i can feel the difference, me, Maria, when I come to you and talk to you all about these differences, as a kid and growing up, 20, 25, 30, more charge, definitely more charge, the same modality, but a lot more charge in the body, so I can say there's a definite difference once you are aware of who you are as a person, and you choose to be a quantum. Kind of You choose to be a functional adult. You choose in your physiology. The yoga helps you to put ventral vagal nervous system in place. The mindfulness helps you to learn to sit with your prefrontal cortex. The actuality of being a somatic empath, of reading each other, these are all based on our actual human being, nervous systems, and brains. So when you're interacting, that's why I don't like to say you're rewiring. You're not rewiring. You are, but you are Working with your own brain, understanding that is what will make a difference for a person, at least for the IHP community, of course. And then when we move out and are in the world as Zen masters, the Zen master is not because you're living in the mountains. It's because like in the Zen tradition story where he sees these people circling a compulsive thief, which is most likely going to be a person who has unresolved trauma, attachment wounds, might be with the codependent type relationship, might be to who knows, plus... The non-disciples, because the ones who circle, they're not trying to be enlightened. They are part of their little group. And they're pointing a finger at an 18-month-old who's now an adult, who doesn't know that they have unresolved trauma, who doesn't know that they can move differently. And the people who are pointing that finger and circling them, that's their social system, that's their peers' They're invalidating them, and that's a person that can't stand up for themselves inside. Their three-year-old has a heartbreak. Their one-year-old was not desired. How do you think that body, that body feels helpless, hopeless, and invalidated, which means two lifelines are cut. And so the Zen master story is where he goes and says, What are you doing? And they're like, They thieved again. And the Zen master's like, Forgive them. And they're like, no, they thieved again. They're going to do it again. We don't want to. You have to kick them out. And the Zen master says, no, forgive them. No, if you don't kick them out, we'll leave. Forgive them. So the, 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 the story, it's a spiritual story, spirituality. It doesn't give you the gist of what that is. Let me bring in Daniel Siegel. Forgiveness is not about the past changing. It's about you being able to know you're human, I'm a human, and things happen. It's called when people... Have shame cycles, inner critic, outer critic. They deny drugs, alcohol, sex, food, gambling, procrastination. The attachment insecurity is not some fun feat, nor is having unresolved trauma. It looks like the movies, okay? And it's even worse. Now, we have Gabor Matei talking a lot about stuff that's really great, and a lot more people. The 4D mystics don't talk about any of this when they're telling you twin flames, false flames, cut cords, energy vampires. They're, they're bullshitting on people who need help. 5D mystics, we're Zen masters and functional adults. That means we're a person, you're a person. We learn how to be secure attachment people, or we are. Luckily, there are people who have three-year-olds who have whole hearts. So when I see something like that, I'm going to go and move them around. No, I'm going to move them out of the way and make sure that the per person's okay. Obviously, the compulsive thief, they can stay compulsive if they want. That's not the point. The point is that There's no demons or devils or evils in the bodies of people. There's 18 months old, and then there's three years old, and then there's their peers as they become teenagers. And if your unfinished business is unfinished, and you got peers that are assholes, quote-unquote, which I saw teenagers, they were. None of them stood any to this day. When I see adults, I don't listen to what they speak. What they will do is what will tell me who they are. That's it. So... When you see, though, people circling somebody who's not somebody who needs that, you're not going to stand by and watch. You're also not going to go and pick a fight. There's many ways those who are Zen masters who live with the people know how to stand up for themselves and others. Doesn't mean that you're going to be thanked. You're not looking for thanks. There's no agenda when we unconditionally love. Uh, That's another thing. 5D mystics know that we're one big family, the human species, human babies all over town. And so when a person has attachment, wounds, trauma, history, they will have repeat stressors during their life span and they will have to learn first how to identify those. If they identify their triggers, then they can learn how to become the adult they want to be and only if they have people who are... The Zen master type, and so 5D, oneness, consciousness, integrated brains, restored embodied selves, secure attached people that will meet them with compassionate eyes, but they're ready to meet themselves with compassion too. And so here's where if a person is not, then they're not going to take those compassionate eyes because they don't want to see themselves. And they're in fact going to completely be reactive. And we might have another episode. But that reaction will be a projection. And it will not be one of, yes. It will be one of, it's not safe. You are offering me something that I don't feel is safe. And I totally don't want to be vulnerable with you. That's even more unsafe, so fuck you. And that's why when we meet compulsive thieves or non-disciples, you always carefully try to figure out, is there anyone who wants to expand? If yes, great. If no, great, the same. You peace out. Thank you so much. And with love and respect. So that's 5D Mystics and our Functional adults and Enlightenmental A-Troop material. I hope you enjoyed and we'll see you again soon.